Shotzi Blackheart, and you're listening to City Wrestling Radio. What's going on, everyone? This is City Wrestling Radio, and this is The B Show. I'm your host, Corey Smith, in the Diamond Studio today with my co-host, as always, for The B Show. Michael Vergara. How are you today, sir? Yeah, I'm all right. You know, it's a pleasure to be here. It's, you know, it might be one of, I know you said last might time we were be. here. Oh, gee, just stop it, Corey. Uh, with the, the KCSF. Next uh, week. Yeah, it was next week, even next though week. last week we said this week, next week, yeah. it was supposed to be this week. Yeah, yeah there are uh, a lot of stuff going on at, over week. at the Beamer's apartment. But we'll be back. We'll like, be back in the KCS. They have gone through so much shit this past entire week, like with the, with the blackout Ooh. and then having to deal with the equipment tanks. and all this other stuff. Wait, equipment and stuff. What happened with the equipment? Well, well no, the, their equipment's fine. It's just the fact that there was just this constant black. Because remember when Jose, Jose, he said, um, they're running off a generator. Yes. That generator just, you know, kaput, and then they got to replace that generator. And then it, that just takes, like, that just takes a very long time. And then you had all these classes get canceled out of that, too, because the entire build, it's not just BEMA, it's the entire building. If the BEMA department was a wrestling organization, which wrestling organization would it be? I would say around ECW. No, that era of R. <laughs> no, that one era of ROH when they were doing pay per views over, like they were doing eye pay per views, and one of the cameramen tripped on one of the cables, and the entire pay per view just went kaput. Yes. Okay. That makes yeah, that, that makes era sense. of ROH. I think it was around 2012. 2012 yeah, that makes ROH. That makes sense. It's like I'd, AJ I'd, Styles, right? Yeah. These so. aren't. This, this isn't going to KCSF, right? No. Okay. So no. we could just. Barry Bima all weekend. No, but no. we love them. They're we love them. They gave us the platform. They gave us the head start. They gave us the radio club. And I went up to Corey when he was just checking out equipment. Hey, I see you in the USO shirt. You want to start a wrestling podcast? I'm like, okay. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm busy. I got to go. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. Uh, yeah. But we'll be back in the KCSF studio next week, possibly with a new, possibly with a new show coming up. We're going to need to talk about that. Uh, but we're going to have a new show. First time I've heard about this. Oh, you need to read Slack then. Okay. Uh, anyways. Go to my Slack right now. This is the B Show. Oh, wait. No, this is B Show. Okay. Never mind. Where we talk about 205 Live NXT and introducing our Impact Review, Impact Wrestling, <laughs> finally. I know last week I said I would talk about some Ring of Honor, but there's been a little, apparently, since... Uh, uh, I was cricket noises. Yeah. It sounded like, like, no, sure it like bed squeaking noises. I'm sure, oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. No. That's but, uh, all, those, sure was, yeah. all those shows put together. I'm sure it was a good show. Yeah. Um, but I did say Sorry. we're going to do some Ring of Honor uh, reviews. Unfortunately, I did not think about Ring of Honor being on a Friday night. This show comes out on a Friday night. We kind of, we, we war with Ring of Honor. So we got to figure out how to work that in. I mean, we never really advertised it was going to be, we were, we were covering Ring of Honor. Right? Oh, I did. I said it. Oh. I said well, it last week. All our that's fans. Us. I'm sorry. Yeah. But uh, soon we'll, we'll figure we'll figure out logistics. Um, calculate the three. I think it's one and forty-four percent chance. Oh, we'll just do it in the new news show, Corey. We'll bring it, but we have to. We'd have to. Watch. Just, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, but if you want to catch any this show and any of our other fine shows, Raw Review, Smack It, our SmackDown Live Review, or the new news show Saturday mornings, you can find us at SoundCloud.com/slash City Wrestling Radio. Also, across a plethora of other podcast applications, including iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Podbean. Castbox, uh, Stitcher. I think I said that already. But yeah, 
check us out. If you want to follow us on social media, hit us up, like, share, subscribe. Let us send us some questions, comments. We want to know what you want to, what you want to say about wrestling. We need to start the start the discussion, the back and forth between us and the CWR universe. Tell us what's good. Tell us what sucks. Uh, but if you want to, if you want to do that, if you want to follow us on social media, it really helps us out. Uh, leave a comment at CWR four one five Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. That's at CWR four one five. But like we said, this is the B Show. 205 Live, NXT, Impact Wrestling. Started off with a little 205 Live this week. Kicked off in Toronto, Canada. Oh, wow. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This right? really goes to show how long the sh- how long ago the show was. Oh, I know, right? Uh, it started off with Brian Kendrick versus Akira Tozawa. Eh, good match. I mean, it, it, it came out. Kendrick and Gallagher came out. The only thing I'm tripping on this whole week, they were really bearing Toronto left and right. Who, from whom? Every show. Monday. Uh, Tuesday and uh, on um, Two Five Live. I didn't necessarily. I mean, it was I thought mo- I just, they're mostly from the heels, right? Correct, but it felt like it was more so that, like, I know Elias rips down everybody. It seemed like more people were ripping on Toronto than usual. I mean, you know, Tor- that's like, just what the, stuck is, out to me. Tor- I mean, Toronto always had that sort of reputation of being a quote-unquote smarky town. A little bit less so nowadays. I feel like every it's Toronto amongst other, many other places mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, um, since you know that that's. There's no denying that certain type of smarky audience is, you know, growing. Right. Like there's there are just times where they just like it's just one of those Vince stick it to Toronto, stick it to, you know, those type of fans kind of mentality that you guys don't know anything. Kind of just instilled towards Vince and a lot of other people within that company for a very long time. Which Vince should be like, Hey guys, can I buy you a beer? Like I mean, it's. <laughs> I mean, I kind of see that like I, it, they're certainly treating Toronto differently than what they've treated like post WrestleMania audiences. Oh yeah, definitely from nowadays because like they'll they encourage because they openly encourage that kind of behavior in WrestleMania after WrestleMania Monday Night Raws because you know this is the biggest Raw of the year the Raw after WrestleMania and this is they voice their opinion we wait, may not agree with it where but, the where know. the fans or they they cheer for the bad guys and and. And cheer boo for the, the and boo the good guys. Yeah, just you know, crazy bizarre land, right? Because we tell you what you like, not the other way around. Not the other way around. Uh, but this match wasn't really anything. Tazawa working on Kendrick's left leg, eventually a senton to Kendrick, followed by the pin by Tazawa. What direction are they taking Tazawa? Do they just like him enough, but not enough to give him any meaningful push, but just give him like a a win here and there, just a win here and there. I think it's probably it's probably he's just awesome time. too, and he's super he, he's underutilized. Very, yeah, he's very charismatic, which can be said about the entire two hundred five live roster. It's underutilization. You know, yeah, it's just a lot of wrestling. Uh, next up, we have a Buddy Murphy Tony Nice promo backstage interview. Uh, we're the body guys. We're buff. Uh, they got the stuff. We, yeah, we're buff, and we got the stuff. Next up, we have Hideo Tommy versus Broken Seth Rollins, or named to the WWE universe as. Michael Blaze. Did you see this guy? And did he just like have a blonde streak in his hair? Well, no, but he his whole hair was blonde and he looked a little bit like Michael Hayes, so they called him Michael Blaze. Oh my god. Apparently that's that's what Meltzer said. I don't know. That's the story of like his he name. He thought it was just a jab of Michael Hayes. Uh you know? Yeah, no, exactly. This is a complete squash match. The story of the match, Hideo Tommy refused to make the pin on Michael Blaze, uh, picking up after two each time. Um eventually, um, Hideo goes for this. He goes for a couple of those drop kicks uh, in the corner, goes for a third, and eventually comes out the returning Mustafa Ali. Uh, Ali runs down to the ring, and Hideo runs away. 
So Mustafa Ali's back, I guess. I mean, was Drake he, Maverick didn't say anything about. Yeah, that. I was. That's exactly what I was going to ask. He Did didn't Drake run down. Maverick just like you know. Stop you're it. not. You're not cleared for the ring. What are you doing here? Mustafa, stop it. Okay, I did not say you could come back. Must stop it. Must stop it. Must stop it. Stop it. Uh, but no, no Drake Maverick in this. So he'll probably do some promo next week with Mustafa Ali saying, "I did not allow you to come down to the ring." See, at least that's a direction. See, at least that's like there's yeah. like a like something semblant resembling. Well, there's a, a little line. direction with Mustafa Ali. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. There's a, in the end, Hideo Tommy, they're building up a feud, but then like once you have, but what about the match like before that, where it's just like oh, they have no. D- you're right. They have no direction. These are Michael just two Blaze. guys. We're just gonna. No, I'm talking. <laughs> shut up. No, I'm, I'm talking about the match prior to Tazawa and Brian Kendrick. Where like, <laughs> hey, we're just gonna toss these two because hey, I agree. You're familiar with them. They were here last week. Yeah. You're gonna see them again. A former uh, cruiserweight champion. We put the title on Kendrick. Now he's just. Yeah, she's like part-time trainer, I think. I would have expected like Brian Kendrick to go a bit further in with when he was in the cruiserweight division because I always thought he was a standout in the cruiserweight classic. Oh, definitely, he like, was. And then yeah. I, I know he was training Ronda, so I don't know if he's training other people too, up and coming. I think he needs to bring back the sliced bread number two. I say create the sliced bread number three. Oh yeah, I'm just saying, man. What Take do you the think next of the step. Sliced in your bread number three would entail. Ooh. Because it's pretty much just like it's the stratisfaction, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I would say he goes to all four corners. Oh, I like it. He kind of just Come, runs uh, the runs the ropes. Yeah, he like runs old the ropes. school, but all around the ring. Yes, all around the ring, and then to the apron. Like they, he somehow he has to put the person opponent over the ropes and into the apron into a landing head first and then the opponent would have to lie down on the ground and then he would have to do a 450 splash to the person on the ground and then locks him in a paradise lock yeah he puts him in a paradise lock for about five seconds he laughs at him and he grabs and then he he um he grabs them puts them to the ring and then he does the canadian destroyer see and then he kicks out of it yeah so sliced bread number three is a failure yeah no exactly they would still kick out of it because it's brian kendrick Uh, but yeah, so we'll see next week. Uh, Drake Maverick probably uh, will reprimand uh, Mustafa Ali. Uh, next up, we have a Cedric Alexander iPhone promo. Uh, he basically said next week he's going to call out Gulak and hopes Gulak won't have his crew with him. So they're continuing this feud. Mm-hmm. Great. Most definitely. Uh, next up, we have the main event for the evening. Kalisto versus Buddy Murphy. Really good match. Um, heard nothing, but I heard I heard a lot of buzz concerning this match. I mean, yeah. it's good, but it's just it's at the same time. Like I was telling you before the show when we were talking about this, is what direction we were talking about this. You were talking about this a second ago. What direction are they taking this? Every week, it's just Kalisto or the, the Lucha House Party versus some form of tag team or one member of another tag team. They just seem to be annoying people. Yeah, like, I'll get those pesky Lucha House parties. They're having a party, and I'm trying to go to sleep. Exactly, you know, shaking Damn kids. Oh, and did you see? Uh, you know those um, those noisemakers they have? They, of course sta- they, they started popping up at indie shows. Oh boy! Yeah, so they're gonna. I think they're gonna start making the rounds in lucha shows too. I, I mean, I don't know for sure, but I can definitely see lucha underground. Someone, if, start- if I'm ever in an indie show or any show, and you have a noisemaker, just let it be known. Michael Vergara of City Wrestling Radio disapproves of your choices. I oh, I do not so- sanction. I do not sanction their buffoonery. Should I not bring my Zuzulu? My Zuzulu. To a wrestling match? Um, you mean a Vuvuzela? Yes, that's exactly what I mean. You, you know what I'm talking about? The yeah, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. 2010 World Cup. Very there. I didn't see it in the Russia's World Cup, but uh, no. or any other World Cup after that. There's I remember a, I had a good I, reason. I had an ex girlfriend at the time, or I had a girlfriend at the time. Funny story. We were watching a game, and I said, I "said Yeah, it's it's in Africa. You know, they have a really bad like killer bee problem." She's like, "No, they don't." I'm like, "No, they do." I turn up the noise. You hear it? Oh my god! Oh my god! 
did. Huh. I got the biggest laugh of my life, and then I got slapped. I didn't get slapped, but and that's how you broke up with her. No, I, I got. <laughs> I, I pretty much got no sex that night. I'm just saying. It's two o five live. Yeah, two o five live, yeah. man. Um, Lucha house party ejected from ringside eventually. Buddy Murphy tossed Kalisto face first into the corner. Pretty much face first in the corner on the announce desk. It's from like the, that sliced bread number three that we were talking about. Just yeah, exa- exactly. Face first into something. Uh, Murphy's trying it. Uh, Murphy almost had the count out wins twice, but breaks it up both times. Uh, Kalisto eventually goes for a hurricanrana, but Murphy reverses into a double powerbomb uh, for the, not for the win. Then he hits the Murphy's Law, and then he gets the win. So a meaningful, just a win for Murphy, and what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he, <laughs> and what? he has a title shot now at the at the Super Show. By beating Kalisto? At the Australia. Well, it wasn't on the line, but he was announced this week. That he had I, the, at the Super Show in. Can you imagine in, if Buddy Murphy? I mean, it's hometown. Like Buddy Murphy's from Australia. Hey, you know, Alexander. Um, I mean, if they're not gonna, if they're, if they're not, I would see, I would see Buddy Murphy winning that title in Australia because I don't see anything else like right. of note actually happening in that show. Like, are what? any are any Whoa. titles on the line? Are any titles on the line? Triple H Undertaker, yeah, whatever. That that's a show. What? We're B show. No. Um, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I mean, is AJ, is AJ Styles in the Super... I, they haven't really Probably. advertised that much matches for Super Showdown besides Apparently, Brian, Miz, and Elias Undertaker. is going to face uh, John Cena and Bobby Lashley in a two-on-one handicap match. Wait, so... Well, the, Kevin Owens the, quit. So the num- so the heels... So they... Okay, it's Bobby Lashley and John Cena? Well, it was Bobby so Lashley, So the faces John outnumber Cena. the heels. Bobby Lashley and John Cena versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Oh, That's a techno- technical oh match. God. So Elias but I thought he quit, Corey. He did quit. That's why he doesn't have a match. And yeah. I told WWE, I'm going to say this again. WWE, if you really want me to believe he quit, put his merch half off in the in the store. I mean, isn't Kev- just aren't saying. there Kevin Steen shirts officially now on sale in pro wrestling? Are there really? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting me a Kevin Steen. That's awesome. That's awesome that they let them do that for what a second. What if he goes to All In? I thought it. I thought it'd be cool. What if it'd be just like one of those? Like it's gonna be one of those favorite, like one of those secret give me's from WWE. Hey, look, you did this thing, and we're proud of you. We're gonna give you Kevin Owens. I kind of feel like it would be like when Punk showed up at um, the Comic Con. I know it wasn't as cool as showing up in another promotion. Yeah, but if yeah. Owens just shows up and gets on the mic at All In and just runs down WWE like in a promo, not not scathingly. Oh, let's ma- hold on, let's make this clear. I don't think this is gonna happen at all. But no, let's no. just. Add I just it. think it'd be cool. Yeah. I'm no, dude. Sources are telling me. Shut up. Like my Corey. sources are very close to me, and my sources are like my best friend Gabriel in the Pacific Northwest chapter. He said he who him, Gabriel in the Pacific Northwest chapter. Okay, right. you know they're like the the NXT to our Impact or Impact to our NXT. He's like the C show. Yeah, yeah. He's like the C show or I don't know. or the G show. Because what were you what were you saying, Kevin? I don't. I forgot. Kevin, Kevin Steen. Oh, put his merch half off in the store if you really want me to believe. You just, He's, you just have. I mean, that was. Uh, just saying pro wrestling tees was just ahead of the curve i mean he had to have okayed that oh no definitely ko must have okayed that no definitely but i just like how wwe allows them to do that you yeah, know it is pretty crazy um i mean it's kevin steen it's not kevin owens they don't own that yeah they don't know who kevin steen is yeah who he's like <laughs> you don't know this name uh that was 205 live yeah it was all right show i just they really need to have some more direction for the show maybe i don't want to say add more titles add a Add a light or cruiserweight tag title. Oh, hell no, that's not. That's exactly what they don't need. Because it's like they have too many titles now, and it's, and with the addition of people are talking about a women's tag division, and people talk about a juniors heavyweight tag division. It's just like, oh my god! Now, they unless have- you put that in its in like as an island kind of thing, like if you don't, if you have a very very, 
if you just make your divisions meaningful, it doesn't really matter how many titles there would be, just as long as there is a a, a sure sign of a separation of it all. Yeah. Like, you know, you, if you do a women's tag tag, tag division, like you're j- it's really just going to only be Banks and Bailey and Riot Squad. And then you're going to have to try to do that with... With random tag teams left and right. Yeah. Together. And, and, then, and, then, and, then, and, then, and then you'd have to consider the fact that maybe... And they're going to have to do this with both promotions. Like the I, I can, the only people... I, the only women's tag division I see is the Iconics. Iconics. Yeah. And uh, we're, <laughs> we're, we're kind of just going... We're kind of... Just free willing. I, I, I we're kind of rambling about titles, even though like of stuff that's just not even happening right now. Yeah. But that's just two of five live. You just think about they, other things as like, you're watching. They like, it. they like rambles. They like they like us rambling. I yeah. think that's the heart of the show, man. I know. That's that's where they get we get our character. Next up, NXT. This is all you, Mike. Oh, well, not all you. Sorry, I got oh. NXT, but <laughs> NXT this week. Start off. Where were they this week? NXT. They're in full. They're back in full sale <laughs> again. I mean, but last week. I mean, last crowd. week they were in uh, Brooklyn. So that's true. They stayed in Brooklyn. <laughs> they were just no. That's true. Like they, they filmed Thursday. In oh. Brooklyn. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh, they, they went back they, up for a show. And yeah, they did. Bat. They did the so the Thursday of that week of SummerSlam. They filmed on Thursday. NXT. Yeah. So no, like, the people who was worked it Wednesday or Thursday? Huh? Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah it was wait. Thursday because I don't know why. Yeah. Oh, because NXT was showing that day, and they didn't want to see the people it's whatever but that's the thing people no, I know what you mean so the people who worked the takeover also who like kept who, going yeah kept they just kept going it was a weird travel schedule for everyone because i know even smackdown yeah um they were in brooklyn for SummerSlam, and then they traveled down to like i want to say like pittsburgh for a show for monday night yeah and then went back up to brooklyn for smackdown on. it's not that far no you're absolutely right it's, it's like a couple hours it, away. exactly it's it's like driving whatever's to just like, whatever's going on in the east coast lake tahoe or something yeah um, but yeah, but NXT. They're nonetheless they're back in full sale. The show starts with a William Regal interview. Uh, Regal wants the NXT universe to know that tonight he's officially starting the investigation into who, who killed. Him. No, just attacked. He's still oh. alive. What? Yeah, Alfred all this Black fuss is- for over just an attack? It's wrestling. Come on, I'm kidding. No one ever. Never mind. I, I, well, I was going to say no one ever dies in no wrestling. No one's I'm seen like, him. Mm. Nobody's seen him yet. This ain't Lucha Underground. All right. I'm just saying no one's seen him yet. I mean, talk about maybe you should cover Lucha Underground. Never mind. Uh, but yeah, NXT, uh, August 29, 2018, and they are back at full sale. We start with Johnny Gargano on crutches. Ooh. No, he just he came out like uh, with no music, which really made me think of Tommaso Ciampa. He answered yeah. with music. No, he didn't. didn't. Nope. He did oh, not. Yeah. He entered with no music. I watched this yesterday. Um, yeah, so he's on crutches, uh, Johnny Wrestling chants, but he also gets some Johnny Failure chants also. Well, not, exa- not, not exactly just yet, right? Like, and I think that's just... Mo- well, no, he kind of did. Like when people said Johnny Wrestling, Johnny Failure. And so I think that was just kind of evocative of how, f- like how that booking of that takeover did him zero favors. And so, you know... You book a person like an idiot, you're gonna treat him like an idiot. Yeah, and, I mean uh, that's, it's it's that's just the, that, that was just kind of that 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 was just my takeaway, like the nature of the beast on how like how important your booking, the booking of your performers are, right? Know, particularly in that match where oh boy, Gargano. Wait, oh come on, man. What? Oh, sorry, I was just really confused for a second. Sorry. Yeah. Um. There was also another. Uh, where am I? Okay. <clears throat> yeah. He says he broke a promise. And made a lot of mistakes, and that he would have fixed it if he won the NXT title in Brooklyn. 
He says he doesn't know where to go from here and lost more than just a match, but himself. He says he became Tommaso Ciampa in Brooklyn and that he's in his head as he just, like, hits his head repeatedly like a head like like he had a headache or something. Well, he started to seem like he was going insane. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's like he's like Tommaso Ciampa is not only beating Johnny Gargano, but he's also beating him from within. You know, it's a classic storyline. Um, William Regal, uh, William Regal music hits and enters the ring, mm. looking looking a little bit healthier. You know, oh, he gained a little bit of weight, and he just looks like he looks a little less frail than the previous weeks. It's like they like literally got him out of a hospital bed or something. He looks like he could be my uncle. He looks like everybody's uncle. Who just happens to be British? Uh, Regal tells Johnny that before Al- before he comes and burns the entire place down, he asks if he attacked Alistair Black. Gargano says, <laughs> "You tell me," and to look into his eyes, and you'll know the answer. That was such like an undercover cop way of saying, "I'm not an undercover cop." Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what Gargano well, is accomplishing I don't know. just by did saying I? that. Did I? I look look at me. Do I look like a dated person? Like, come on. Like he's just trying to. You're just, basically he's trying to eke it. his way out of that situation. Which you know the way he responded. I'm I'm not being. I I don't think it's Gargano, but we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, oh man, my freaking no. I'm I'm using my iPhone, the iPhone app for the Google Drive, and yeah. now like my thing is just zooming in and out. So it's so hard to read. And then and then Velveteen Dream. Ow! Velveteen Dreams music hits to a thunderous applause. He says he's sick about Johnny being sad and that tonight should be about the experience. The experience that stole Brooklyn and got the world buzzing. Tonight should be about Velveteen Dream. Not. According to him. Johnny Failure. Yeah, he calls Gargano Johnny Failure, which, you know, eggs the full sail on yeah. by chanting that. Uh, they jibber-jabber and, ask, and then eventually Johnny asks... Oh, no. William Regal asks Johnny to go to the back and... <laughs> Velveteen, Velveteen Dream. Dream. Go to my office. And go to his office. Go like, to my office right Like now. he's the principal of this school. I need to speak with you It's like if, investigation. It's like if WWE, if the main roster was a high school, NXT's junior high, and then William Regals, he's like the principal. Like, yes. go to my office. Yeah. You, go to the back. Yeah. No, this whole, this whole episode felt like a school, like a school, like who spray painted the back. Who took a deuce in the urinal. Exactly. exactly. Or who, who popped my tires. Like, that was... The- <laughs> You know that actually happened in like in our in my uh, junior high. Happened in my work one time. Oh my god! Someone no, but then in the urinal. so like the principal, he just gathered all the like he like l- like legit had like an impromptu made an impromptu meeting to all the boys in the entire school. Actually, no, all the boys the sixth through eighth, and I was That's in sixth great. grade at the time. And it's like great. somebody did something to the urinal. Nobody laughed. Except like me and like a couple of other friends, oh. and that didn't make and that did not make the, the that didn't make us look innocent. I'm not saying I did it, Corey. By the way, uh, it happened but at my um, work one time. Somebody, some guy came and was like, "Hey, you know, somebody um could do this in the urinal. Took to, we use defecated in the urinal." And I, why would the fuck would you do and, that? And I'm a but I was a butcher, and I'm just like, uh, okay, I'll tell somebody. And then I tell my uh, boss, was it just my like boss, a parting gift? Or I something? swear to God, my boss goes, "Do you want to clean it up?" And I go, "No." He goes, "Okay then." And he just left it alone. He just leave it be. The the quote I got from him was, "The bathroom is not our property. Oh, it's part of the building's property. So, so it's not we don't have to exactly. But if you own a grocery store, wouldn't you want to? Uh, uh, I mean, if your customers you, were using the bathroom. Wouldn't you want? What would you? Hey, man, what would you tell the health inspector? Is what I'm saying. Exactly. Next was up. this an employee bathroom? No, oh, no, this is customer. Super public. Super public. Super public. Not everything's a wrestling chair, Corey. Yes, no matter, it, it no, is. No, no matter how much you want want it to be. So, Dakota Kai versus Aaliyah. 
our first match of the night. Oh, Morrow of a match. Morrow calls Kai the captain of Team Kick and the Thunder from Down Under. Who else is in Team Kick? Uh, is Shawn Michaels in Team Kick? Can he be? You're, you're going like to have the mascot. You're going to have to ask Morrow, man. Okay. Uh, Morrow call, also calls Aaliyah the cat's meow, which doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. But uh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, she's super heel now. I mean, Morrow he. Uh, he tries his best sometimes, man. Yeah. Like he will try his best to make a performer, regardless of any level of talent they have. My over God, with those hits, she's as fast as and Justin Timberlake in the video. Bye, bye, bye. Let's just say he was reaching for. You know what? I'm gonna say for both talents, man. Hey. Uh, side headlock takeover from Aaliyah. Aaliyah seemed like she's been studying a lot of Baron Corbin matches. It, and it shows. It definitely Kai, shows. Kai keeps, keeps up with a drop kick and a double stomp. Luthez press from Aaliyah. Body scissors hold on Kai, but uses the corner to stop the hold. A low kick to the face on Aaliyah and follows it with a haluva kick and a face wash, but to a kick out, which, I, you know, I always I feel like I say this every time I watch a Dakota Kai match and thinking, I thought this was going to be the finish, and they're just, just going to kick out of it. So I've just gone on and just accept, accept the fact that mm-hmm. those kicks are just not her finisher, even though she's the t- cap captain of team, team kick. kick yeah so some captain she is uh Aaliyah does this thing where she grabs the back of the head and stomps the back with her hips and she does this multiple times and i think it just looks awful i didn't notice that i gotta go back this is like that. she puts them in like in a camel clutch position she grabs them dakota kai in the hair and then she's like right behind her she jumps up and she stomps her feet to the ground and so her midsection like right around her but so area like she's like straddling her yeah like, kind of straddling her but then she's just like jumps up like on her and then hit. and dakota has to sell it and That's it just weird. looks awful every time and That's she weird. just and she keeps on doing it ali just keeps on freaking doing this uh she's but yeah been, she's been training for a while at nxt so she was she's she very was, innovative she was one of the subjects in breaking ground which i man they should bring that back i say that all the time uh but modified canadian canadian it was kind of like a modified canadian destroyer from dakota for the pin and for the win, I didn't think this match was any good at all. It didn't do Dakota any favors, no. and it didn't do Aaliyah any like it. Just it was a it was a below average match, especially with NX with the standards of NXT. I actually women's. thought when this match was going on that I was like, "Are we going to get a lull in NXT? Like, are we going to get an NXT episode that's just kind of especially with the women's sake?" Yeah, like Kyrie's saying, like, "Yeah, she's talented and everything." What we're going to get? Well, let's look at the crop of women right now. We got Kyrie saying, like, the people who are just not going to get called up for for a little bit, who are just going to stay there. Lacey for a bit. Evans, yeah, Lacey Evans. Kyrie Sane, Dakota Kai, Shayna Baszler. I can see stay sticking around a little bit more, but I don't see her. I don't see her. Nikki Cross is going to be there for a minute. Oh I, I yeah, guess at Nikki least until Cross. the next takeover. I, she's been kind of. I don't think up. she's going up until after WrestleMania. Actually, she's. Let's just say, like Nikki Cross has been spinning her wheels or spinning her chair, more like it. <laughs> as we'll get we there. get deeper into the show, but yeah, who else? Okay, we got Aaliyah, unfortunately. Uh, Bianca Belair. Okay, okay, no, that's a, that's that's a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, she's really good. Uh, Candice LeRae. And maybe some people... Well, she's been gone for a couple weeks. She hasn't been showing up on NXT. I mean, she was... Wasn't she there last week? Maybe she attacked Alistair. <laughs> um, oh, she was on the that video. With, and, with you know, the, granted, let's Sona. see if any of the ladies from the Mae Young Classic ever actually show up in NXT and sign, like, I don't know. Bring on the ladies. Which is next week, by the way. And we will be covering it on the B Show. Right on. I mean, the bracket, the bracketology came out this week, too. Yeah. Which I think, but we digress. We, we need to put out our fantasy brackets. By the way, uh, I'll, 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 I can't. You can, I, you, can, I, you can. You can. You can make one up. I can't uh, because I already saw the bracket. We'll just make one up. For I got fun. the spoilers, dude. I've My been, predictions I've are been just so good at staying away from predictions. Every time Meltzer was like, "Oh, let's get into the Mayan Classic." Uh, nope. Boom! Hit the space bar. 
Oh, is that why your laptop's completely busted? Oh, no, that's not why. Okay. Uh, yeah, Dakota Kai, Aaliyah, subpar women's match. Uh, I'll shrug it off. It's, yeah. It was whatever. It is what it is. Velveteen Dream is at William Regal's office, but not for long. He pretty much like told William Regal, thank you for not wasting my time. I like the uh, the brass knucks on the mantle on his desk. Oh, yeah. That, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, you know. And then a DOA walks in, right? That's thank you for letting thank you for telling me these guys what these guys who these guys are because in my notes I said and then some biker dudes enter the oh, office. Oh, I'm sorry. That's not DOA. DO, DOA was a group way back when in the 90s. Okay. And they were like a bike gang in the WWF. Oh god, is that the one with Crush? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh no, these were the Forgotten Sons. This is Cutler. Well, Forgotten um, is a very important very evocative word uh, of these guys cuz I haven't seen a lick of these Blake any of these guys in the Blake, ring. Blake, uh, the guy who was Buddy Murphy's tag team partner and okay. um some other dude. So yeah, they come in the office with whoever the Forgotten Sons, mm-hmm. TFS. Yes. Uh, they deny any wrongdoing to Black, and Regal lets them off the hook. Regal grants these biker dudes next week a match. <laughs> next week you get your opportunity. Yeah, they just, I mean, hey, it's, you know. You'll be bolstered up right into the NXT title, because the God, title scene. Because I'm too busy with this. You think I'm thinking just, about putting a match together yeah, next week? Yeah. Yeah, sure, whatever. I'm too busy with Take on, like, Cassius Ono and somebody I don't know. Raul, Raul Mendoza or something Tino, like that. Tino Sabatelli. Yeah, there you go. Yes. Next up. We were supposed to get a... Well, speaking of Raul Mendoza, we were supposed to get EC3 versus Raul Mendoza, but oh no! EC3, EC3 is down backstage. And walking away was one Lar- uh, Lars, Lars Sullivan. Who's uh, apparently back from you know his jaw injury. Who also seems like he was walking away exactly like in that video when he, he was walking away from the Aleister Black scene. So you really think this whole culmination of this Aleister Black attack is just going to be another match with Lars Sullivan and Aleister? Dude, Black? I don't know. Um, you're just you're just throwing darts at the wall. I'm just, I'm just I'm finding clues. Okay, a good detective will just will look for clues wherever they don't just go for one theory at that. They just want they want to see gather the whole picture. I was like, I'm trying I, to help Regal. I know? know I was ready to like you know put over the fact that oh like I haven't seen a mystery angle like in a wrestling show in a long time. Who like, done it? But then I just realized like they've been doing that they've been doing this sort of stuff forever oh, yeah. like the whole cat remember the big cast and enzo mori thing of who attacked enzo who mori? Done it? Yeah. yeah like these the, these whodunits it was me enzo but it then was me I, I like it in the context of nxt mostly because it shows off your roster a little bit more who otherwise wouldn't well, get pe- matches these people actually have character not just like big cast i was me like it'll just be like it's kind of is like it'll it's kind of like a revolving door of people who like you normally wouldn't get the spotlight they're just gonna get like a little venue yet they're gonna get like a little props of who right. they are like those biker dudes yeah the forgotten sons um but uh yeah ac3 attacked backstage by lars sullivan yes and then my probably my favorite part of the show oh, nikki cross the investigation continues the investigate they cut back to regal's office and nikki cross is just spinning around and spinning I around an office something. chair. so yeah nikki uh, she spins around the chair she says she saw she saw it and it was beautiful it was beautiful Regal says she was on the roof at the time of the attack. She and she grabs the phone and talks to it with no one on the end. Hello, hello. Uh, and then as she's doing this, Bianca Belair. Well, she's answers. like on the desk too, like on her back. Yeah, she's like laying on like on the desk. She and over. I, just, I felt felt like she overdid it just a little bit. She started acting like a baby. Like I, I, I have it in my notes saying she's straight up acting like a six year old, and it's yeah. freaking me out. Like I don't know how I should. Like feel the first about part about it was kind of cool. Like the whole like I know something. And let's kind of uh, remember that movie. There was a movie with um, Brittany Murphy back in the day. 
Um, oh my God! I'll uh, never tell. Exactly. Kind Mothman of Man prophecies. No. Um, Shutter Shutter Island. No. Not Shutter Island. Not Shutter Island. Anyways, Brittany Murphy was dead at this time. At the time, R.P. Brittany Murphy. Him. Jesus Christ. Yeah, can you that. believe that? I know, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> Rest in peace. Uh, but no, and then she's acting like a like a child on. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Bianca Belair walks in. Yeah, Bianca Belair enters the office as Nikki is laying down on the desk and playing. And then, like, as she's like, have me wait Bianca Belair is like complaining about waiting, and she's like having her time being her time wasted, and because they're apparently, according to her, there's a line of NXT people. Oh, like, Bianca, and she starts, and as she's and as Bianca Belair is complaining, Bianca, <laughs> Nikki Cross as she's lying down on Regal's office. Like office desk, she just keeps on bra- uh, grabbing Bianca's hair, and then Bianca's like, "Stop it, Nikki! Stop it!" She's like, "Give me wait for this. This Get is away crazy." From this. And so, um, she said I? she wants a match next. Yeah, week. she well, pretty much. Yeah, she wants a match, and most she importantly, she's ready. She's ready to go. She feels like she's ready for a title opportunity, and Nikki. And then yeah, she, Nikki the, the William Regal grants her the grants her the match, and then. Uh, uh, uh. And then Bianca leaves, and then Nikki <laughs> says to Regal, "Do you have any questions?" And then William Regal asks, "Yes, tons. Yes, I have a ton of more questions." <laughs> and like, I felt the exact same like, way. Wait, yes, I have, who did it? You didn't tell me. I mean, rather than that, just why? Why are you like this? <laughs> like, why, Nikki? So why, yeah. Nikki? Yeah. Uh, world's I, cutest part. You world's cutest bartender. I, I can see it. Uh, <clears throat> she's gonna say Gargano did it. I mean, that's just. Yeah. It's the only way I see the story going, and then it's gonna have we're gonna have the th- she, three again. She might know. be the shortest performer. Well, Zelina out, Vega outside of Zelina Vega, dude. She, she, did you see her stand next to Brie Bella this week? Look like, and I don't want to say like a Munchkin, but she was tiny next to Brie well, Bella. She was like four eleven. Is she four eleven? No, under, I think she's five, she's technically she's listed as five one. I mean, they they they, they, they exaggerate all the heights for I everybody, know, but she looks so small next to Brie Bella. Like Daniel Bryan's five seven. Is he really? Yep. I'm taller than Daniel Bryan? Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. You're All a pretty right. tall person, Corey. All right. I mean, we're both pretty tall people. Yeah. I'm just saying. We can make it in WWE. Let's yeah. start right now. Let's end this podcast right now. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. That's it for the B show. All right. All right. Uh, Raul Mendoza, we are. Oh, this is going to be a good match. Oh, yeah. No. Raul Mendoza, I feel like, especially with an opponent like EC3, Raul Mendoza. Oh, we, can't, we can't go on with this any longer. We know that EC3's. Uh, attack backstage. <laughs> Mendoza is like, yeah, I'm having a match. Yeah, so Raul Mendoza enters the ring and is supposed to fight EC3, but oh no, it's Lars Sullivan. He says he took out EC3. He says when his name comes out of his mouth, he'll rip you limb from limb and tells Mendoza he's in Lars Sullivan territory. That's the thing. We got to go back and watch NXT. Did he mention Lars Sullivan before the attack? I don't know. Lariats and forearms ahoy. Freak accident slam to Mendoza, and that pretty much ends the segment. Yeah. 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 Uh, NXT UK commercial says it's coming soon, and I was like, it can't come soon enough. Yeah, because they've already filmed like seven, nine, ten episodes. I don't know how many, but... Hey, man, you got to time manage these things. Tommaso Ciampa promo in some dark place. Uh, Ciampa says he made a promise, and that was he would be the most dangerous SOB you'd ever see. Not only did he end some bitch. Yep. Not only did he end the Gargano fairy tale, but captured the NXT championship. He calls himself the best sports entertainer of all time, which is a phrase that he really just puts. He just he makes sure he says it. Because he knows he knows that's a very quote unquote dirty word within this industry. Right. Like you're not a sport. You're not a wrestler. You're not a wrestler. You're a sports entertainer. And Ciampa, knowing 
like ever the heel that he is, he just he takes that in with stride. I think Chumpa he knows, knows his, he knows his position yeah. too, and he knows that at the same time, like he is a locker room leader. You heard that whole conference call Triple H. Yeah. He said him and Gargano are the two locker room leaders of NXT. Nice. And so I, I just I see that's him taking the WWE lifestyle and saying I'm running with it. I'm doing if those this. guys never like they are those two are the are guys that I can just. If they had never get called up in NXT, like they never get called up to the main roster, I'd be just okay be with, with it. it. Yeah. I'd just be okay with it. I can see that. But uh, he says not many men can climb to the mountain, but it takes a special kind of man to nest the top of it and live in it. He's pretty proud of himself, yeah. I'd say. Uh, yeah, uh, to say the least. <laughs> he says it's only the beginning. He then kisses the title. And up next, we have Keith Lee and his generic ass music. Asking his glory, man. And he comes to the stage. Mar- it really is like NXT like like uh showcase just like some, song number three it's like it's some throwaway or nfl 2k18 like, sh- yeah. like nfl showcase like video reel of some like between two teams that are about to face you know each it, other. it's just like no i'm kidding i was yeah. gonna have a third one but. uh morrow calls keith lee a weapon of mass destruction uh, one match and he becomes the talk of the internet baskin his glory chance from full sale and Luke Menzies and his even more generic ass music. Oh, Menzies. <laughs> it was like the battle of who has the most generic music. I want to see like a battle royal of all these. Like, I want to see Raul Mendoza go over an NXT battle royal against like Menzies, against like that one German guy we saw a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Um, just uh, all those guys. But yes, uh, Keith Lee versus Luke Menzies. Forearms from Menzies, Hurricanrana right off the bat from Keith Lee. Punches- it, that looked a little scary though. It didn't. It didn't look that great. Yeah. I'll be honest. Punches and strikes to Menzi as more Bask in his glory chants erupt. Menzi's responds with a strike of zone. Pounce to the ounce, which is pretty much like a really big push from uh, Keith yeah. Lee. Yeah, yeah, And a grizzly magnum, as Mara would call it, which is pretty much a double chest slap. That scares as he, me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, spirit. I don't palm. know if it scares me or turns me on more. Grizzly magnum. It's like a it's it's like a condom filled with fur like it's like a it's like a a grizzly bear like a like a, it's like the fur was on the outside for, yeah yeah for <laughs> their pleasure <laughs> spirit bomb from Lee and pin and the pin oh for that's the win. what it's called spirit bomb it's yes. kind of like a pop up it's uh, kind of like a last ride la- pop up last ride is what I called yeah. it yeah um yeah Morrow says he's been doing this for a long time and says Keith Lee is doing things a guy his size shouldn't do he calls him limitless this was another just whatever match for Keith Lee to just establish himself as. A guy in NXT. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I'm will. I'm more than. I'm more than anxious to see him in a rather bigger stage than what he's doing right now. But you know they got. They they can't just rush into this. You know I can see Keith, but then I can see Keith Lee being just him and Matt Riddle be guys who would just get called up as soon as like say post Mania next year, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Him. Yeah. No, not post minion. I don't know. I don't. I don't see that. But I could. He's a sooner rather than later. Yeah, kind, I, I, mean, I can see what you mean. But but then I said the same thing about Velveteen Dream, and so and he seems to be kind of staying. Um. Yeah, Lorkin and Birch uh, returns in two weeks, and Kyrie Sane returns in one week. So that's Yay. something to look forward to. And then that leads us to our main event: Pete Dunne and Ricochet versus Undisputed Era, with Adam Cole taking a knee on this one. Wait, what? Let me let me keep going. Uh, Morrow says it's an embarrassment of riches in the ring, and then Cole calls an audible and wants Kyle to sit out, uh, and everybody chant erupts in full sail because it's freaking Pete Dunn, Ricochet, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and 
Adam Cole, Bay just Bay. everybody, you know. Uh, so yeah, Adam Cole is in the match instead of Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, Dunn did his finger spot on Cole, but tags Ricochet, and Cole tags Roderick Strong with a talent, and pretty much like with everybody in like involved this match, I really couldn't can't do a play by play to do it justice because no, I just really I just knew what these guys were just going to be doing. And do and they just, do they give it more of a spotlight to these uh, like a match like this because it seemed like like an NXT spotlight where the entire crowd well, was darkened. You, you got to consider the fact that these guys like film these episodes consecutively as well. True. Um, so it, next week, we're probably not going to get a lot of stuff involving undisputed era in ring wise. We'll probably get a vignette or like something that they just try to just space these out and give as no, much. No, no, I'm just saying like the way it's shot, the way it's shown is like a regular match on NXT. You can see the crowd. It's pretty well lit. Whereas this match, the lights were lowered um, it, the crowd was completely darkened off. I don't think it, I noticed that. It was more like an NXT takeover um, match. I mean, maybe like. it's just, because maybe, I think maybe it's level, just something they do that just for main the event. level of the competition in the ring. Yeah. So, oh, God, damn it, Google Drive, stop zooming out. Straight up, this is a match right out of the Reseda Center. Oh, like, it's like everybody. When you think about it, everybody, like everybody but Pete Dunn, like mm-hmm. probably like wrestled the match in PWG, probably against each other. Yeah. Um, they build heat on Ricochet as Cole and Strong uh, trade tags. Muay Thai knee strikes from Cole and rams Rico into Strong's foot. Cobra Croak Hubra clutch from Strong to Rico, but Rico escapes, but Strong does a standing drop kick. Hot tag to Dunn as he kills everybody. Roundhouse kicks, forearms, a Daniel Bryan corner backflip, the Pete Dunn specials. Everything you want out of a Pete Dunn match, he does to everybody here. You get one, you get one, you get yeah. one. Uh, Dunn. Dunn chips, atta- I mean, sorry, chips. Chips, mate. You put, you get tartar sauce with your fish. It's mighty delicious. Or malt. I think malt they used to, which oh is gross. Oh, God, that's the gross. Yeah. Freaking, I mean, Pete Dunn would be the type of person who would put malt in his fish. I think Tread Severn for sure. Yeah. I mean, look at it. Look at him. <laughs> Uh, Dunn attempts a triangle choke on Strong, but escapes only to counter it with a German. But Dunn does a sit-out powerbomb for good measure. Cole tries to super kick Dunn, but blocks... And Cole eats an elbow from Ricochet. Moonsault to the outside from Dunn to pretty much everybody from the Undisputed Era. And then after that, Ricochet attempts a tope suicida, but un- every but the Undisputed Era redirects uh, Ricochet to Dunn, so yeah. Ricochet collides into Dunn. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Uh, Dunn then gets thrown to the ring for Cole to perform the last shot on Dunn for the pin. Great television match, I thought was you know it's it's no surprise it's not exactly on the level of mustache mountain undisputed era but then again what is so yeah far? but we can't keep like yeah you can't you can't have every that tag match to that you know i mean i didn't have put that look at look at everybody in this room i mean they just got i know they just got through a takeover weekend and all this stuff but man so post-match beat down on rico and done but the war raiders come out but war undis- war, war, uh, war war sorry and undisputed era escapes and that was nxt yeah. I thought it was a, a fine, show. decent show coming good show, off good show. <coughs> the Brooklyn arena and all that stuff. So not a good – I don't have a really good gauge of what direction like these – I mean, no, no, I, I take that back. And we know that Ricochet and Pete Dunne, they're building towards a rivalry since, you know – Ever since Pete Dunn asked, like, I, lo- I want that. Well, I even, want that even uh, Morrow said, like, can these two men like be coexist. In ring- coexist while they have eyes on each other's titles? Yeah. Or he said belts, actually. It's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. 
right after these commercial breaks. Yeah. So uh, yeah, they're still they're, they they uh, like I said before, like they are still coming off the high of that takeover. We'll get a more concrete direction. We still got to find out who attacked Alistair Black. Who done um, it? But overall, I thought it was a you know watch NXT. It's a good show. It's a like, good show. I can't I can't stress that enough. Like mm-hmm. even like even in a pick and choose sense, like I didn't think. Dakota Kai and Aaliyah um, wasn't any good. At pre- I, I really, for some reason, it just it. I expected more out of Dakota Kai, and she isn't really wowing me because she kind of is. Kind, she's been getting like she's been getting wins, but then she's also getting like even more meaningful losses. Yeah, to a point where I can't really like care about her a little bit more. And yeah, um, I know that she's going to be in the NXT UK Women's Division. Which, oh, uh, Dakota Kai. Yeah, Dakota Kai, and then Aaliyah. I, I just don't think she has it. She, she was, she was really bad in this match. No, no, she was. She was really yeah. bad. So, and and it didn't do Dakota Kai any favors. But that was NXT. That was two hundred five. That was the B show. Oh, do I have something else I need to do? Or? Oh, I mean, it's up to you, man. I'm just kidding. I got you guys. That was th- that was NXT. That was two hundred five live. And now for our Impact review of the week. Uh, Michael, you watched Impact, right? You'll take the lead on this one. Okay, yeah. Uh, Impact, uh, this was in Orlando. No, they filmed this in Toronto, Canada. This uh, dated uh, August 30th, and it was headlined. We start, wow. off the sh- we start off the show with Colt Cabana. Wait, what? No. I'm just kidding. I didn't watch it. <laughs> I was wondering how long you would let me like lead this. I didn't watch it. I was seeing how long you can guess it right. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Daniel Bryan and CM Punk and Kenny Omega in the ring. And then Cody walked out. No. And then he got kneed in the face by every single one of these people. No, Cody didn't. He's, out, he's in Chicago. Silly. I'm looking at your calendar and it says all in on September 1st. Like, you you need like any confirmation of that day. I just want to remind me or okay. remind myself. Uh, start off, Impact. Uh, our announcers, our commentators for tonight, Don Callis and Josh Matthews. Which I like Don Callis, he's cool. Um, I like him in New Japan. Um, and Josh Matthews, he's uh, he's very tan. <laughs> yeah, like as far as jo- as far as you know, the quality of his commentary goes for Josh Matthews. Um, he's very tan. He's no match striker, that's for sure. Uh, who is uh, really? We started off tonight or the our night with uh, Phoenix versus Brian Cage for the X Division Championship. I mean, it was a good match. Uh, Brian Cage hits six one nine on Phoenix. Phoenix Phoenix kind of with a jumping roundhouse kick up. Phoenix 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 um, Cage with an F five to Phoenix. Phoenix kicks out. Phoenix attempts a suicide dive, but Cage just like in two hundred five live, there was a a spot where Buddy Murphy grabbed. Um, Kalisto uh, during a tope suicida or a suicide dive attempt, just like that, he catches Phoenix um, for a, um, was a suplex on the outside. Pretty cool spot. Uh, spinning DDT off the top rope by Phoenix. Top rope powerbomb to Phoenix. Eventually, Brian Cage gets the pin after the top rope powerbomb. Um, gets the win. Uh, as Brian Cage was leaving the ring, OVE, Sammy Callahan. And friends, I need to find out everyone's name before I start doing these reviews. I probably should um, run down to the ring to beat up on Penta and Phoenix. That's when Brian Cage felt compelled to go in there and save the other faces and came back down to the ring and saved both Penta and Phoenix. And both all three shared the ring, the spotlight at the end of the match. Good match. Oh, yeah. Next up, we have uh, Scarlet Bordeaux 
being driven. Do you know who Scarlet Bordeaux is? Is that X? Is that, isn't that Jay Lethal's X? Is it? Scarlet no. I'm she's I think the, I'm I'm thinking about I'm she's is she like, a redhead? No, she's she's blonde and she's like the over sexualized character where she's like Oh no, yeah, no, I'm I'm mistaken. No, this isn't uh no, this isn't Taylor Hendricks. Um No. Yeah, that over sexualized blonde at at um at the T at I keep on calling it TNA, but it's actually Impact. But uh yeah, I heard about this gimmick where she's kind of hark- she's kind of like a throwback to that certain era of women's wrestling. Just like uh just to draw heel heat, quote unquote. Emelina, that they were like, she harkens back to the Divas era. Yeah, like and uh, it's kinda it's kinda I'm it's kind of uh, interesting to see that being a source of heel heat when really know. when really like let's just face it, men are dogs. So yes. when you once you do that sort of tease, you're gonna get a face reaction out of that because you know, <laughs> and no, exactly yeah. pretty much that's kind of her thing. Yeah, uh, she's just being driven into the arena at the beginning of the show. Uh, next up, we have a vignette from the OGs: Hernandez, Homicide, and King. I found out their names. See, I did I, I did some research. You, you did your homework, Corey. Uh, they look back on the killing of a kid last week. Oh God! Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I heard about this. Here's the thing about Impact. I'm hearing a bunch of these ramblings of just off-the-wall batshit insane ideas that Impact is trying to do. They're trying to out Lucha Underground, Lucha Underground and, you're, and I'm hearing about this thing about a kid like being run over by a car or something. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, what happened? <laughs> so last week, uh, LAX was uh, they were I guess they were like with their their buddies in front of their house or something celebrating, and there was this kid there, uh, uh, Ricardo, I believe his name was, and they put the title belts on him and say, "Here you go, Ricardo, hold the title belts. You're a kid, you know, you want to want to you want to hold the title belts." And uh, he's standing there, and then the OGs were driving up, and that's when the OGs hit on the gas and tried to drive into the group. But no, oh, Richie was his name. Everyone jumps out of the way except for a weighted down Richie, which is really funny because when the car drives past, there's no sound of a bump. There's no like even dummy flying up. It's just the car drives past as fast as they can, and it cuts back to the screen, and then the kid's on the ground. <laughs> and then it cuts to the scene like looking up at LAX and the, the eyes fading. <laughs> This is like the kid dying. That's just like level. Everything oh. short of just like the the pearly gates opening up for the kid. This is just like levels of like it just reminds me of that one angle where James Storm like pushes Mickey James into a into a railroad. Yeah, it's yeah. kind. Of, it just reminds me of that level. Of and uh, so, so this uh, this segment was the OGs. Never change impact. The OGs who the ones that killed the kid. Well, they didn't really kill the kid. Uh, is the kid alive? Is Ricardo? Still- uh, Rich, Richie's still alive. Yes, Richie's okay. alive. And uh, you know, um, was it was it Homicide and Hernandez? They're freaking out because like, we had a kid, man. We had a kid. King says, you know, there's going to be bystanders in the way of this war, and and things are going to happen. That's when King gets a phone call and says, yes, sir, I'll I'll be right over. And Hernandez and Homicide were a little like, what's going on here? So we'll see what happens next. Next up, we have Tessa Blanchard backstage interview. Uh, she says, I feel the pressure every day from everyone, my family, yada, yada. I have a legacy. I'm basically the impact version of Charlotte Flair, uh, but still pretty great. I mean, I can't take anything away from her, but it is pretty much just the same thing, like the legacy of my father. In fact, I think she has more legacy than Charlotte Flair. If you think about it, her father, Tully Blanchard, her stepfather. You're really comparing to the superstardom of one Tully Blanchard and Ric Flair? I'm, yes, and Magnum T.A., and you're saying those and, and those levels of star power is comparable and Tessa to Blanchard's like Rick you know Flair. You know her you know who Tessa Blanchard's godfather was, right? Magnum TA. No, her godfather, not stepfather. Oh. She had a godfather too, baby. You know Papa who, Shango? No, it wasn't Papa Shango, baby. It was you know? Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, it was Dusty Rhodes. How'd you yeah. know? I just, <laughs> just took I, I know I wanted to I wanted to take that bit further, but 
No, I hear you. It's almost six, Corey. Um, outcomes. Oh, so yeah, there's that promo. Uh, next, outcomes Eli Drake for an in-ring promo. Eli Drake, also like also known as fake. Does he still do that fake rock shtick? No. no okay. No. He comes out. And where he raises like where he goes to the corner and then no, he just raises not. one hand. He Good. comes out and Good. he's basically just wearing his like t-shirt and some jeans and then there's like some fans off to the side and they like seem like they're mic'd. They're chanting and he tells them all to shut up. Because God knows they need a reaction. Right. You know, it definitely seems like some of these fans are like, hey, can you, we'll, we'll put the camera on you. Can you just do this, please? Um, he tells them to shut up. And I guess last week he gave a tag team an opportunity and they won against somebody. And so this week he gives them an opportunity. It's a jobber tag team. Uh, the tag team consists of Brandon Tidwell and Mr. Ladders. By the way, Mr. Ladders looked like a Steven Seagal dressed like Jimmy Superfly Snuka. It was pretty great. I mean, uh, you come with the name of you Mr. Have a Ladders. Name like Mr. Ladders. Yeah. You want to associate yourself with very quality people. Uh, Drake challenges like Snuka and Seagal. <laughs> Drake challenges the men to a singles match. Uh, that's when Brandon Tidwell takes the challenge and gets hit by a gravy train. Uh, that's um, <laughs> you're gonna say, they get hit by a car uh, piloted by God. The, the OGs come out the and OG, hit them I too. Mean, um, Drake hits him, hits him with a gravy train, gets the pin. Then Drake hits Mr. Ladders with a gravy train as well. So, oh, that Eli Drake, man, he's dastardly. Oh. Next up, we have Moose and Eddie Edwards backstage. Moose and Moose says he has Eddie Edwards back. So, Eddie Edwards, does he still have that super crazy gimmick that he has where he's just like the son just, of Sandman? Yeah. 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 Okay. He comes down with a kendo stick and a cutoff shirt and jeans. Yes. And Moose is still Moose. Moose, 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 Moose. Yes, Moose is still Moose. Okay. Um, Edwards wouldn't have it any other way. Edwards has a vision of cracking Aries' skull in tonight, and yeah, they're buddies. Next so, up, what's up? Okay, on the topic of Austin Aries, is he? A, is he? What is he like? Is he a face? Oh, or he's super he a, heel. Okay, he's heel. Like he's be- a bad mofo. Okay. Uh, next up, we have for the knockout championship. We have Sue Young defending her title against Tessa Blanchard and Allie. I mean, this was. An okay match. I can't really get too much into it. It wasn't a great match. There were some spots that were a little botchy. I, I don't want to get into it and start pointing stuff out because, hey, I'm not a wrestler, right? Um, Sue Young does have a pretty cool intro. She comes out with a, a whole group of undead brides, quote unquote, and they're always there to catch her every time she falls out of the ring. Good gimmick, I guess. Um, eventually, uh, Allie takes an early takes early control in the match, and then Tessa has Allie in a finger four. Sue Young applies the arm bar to Tessa Blanchard. Um, that gets broken up. And then Sue Young's finisher, the mandible claw, she does with a blood soaked, diseased rag, apparently. Um, oh. Um, uh, mandible claw to Tessa Blanchard. Allie breaks it up with a pretty lame super kick, I'll be honest. Okay. And then Tessa Blanchard rolls up Allie with the tights grabbed, and you have a new knockouts champion, Tessa Blanchard. Through a roll up? From a roll up. Okay. Yeah. Tessa Blanchard, your new knockouts women's championship. I mean, it was it was fun. It was more it was entertaining. It was I'll be honest. Some of this stuff is way more entertaining than like Raw sometimes. Sometimes I'll be honest. Uh, next up, I we, mean, I don't watch Raw. So. Yeah. Next up, we have a vignette of the Desi Hit Squad. I guess this is an Indian tag team. Uh, I don't know if they're I mean, you had me at Desi. So yeah. Um, that then they're somebody. An old man, an old Indian man. I, I don't want to say Indian. I don't know. Middle East. I don't know. I want to say is it Tiger Ali Singh? No, Gama Gama Singh. I don't know. Yeah. Gama Singh is his name. Are you asking me, dude? I think he's in here. Singh's his last name. I don't know. I don't want to assume. But uh, he comes in hitting them with a broom and yelling at them about something. (laughs) A broom? Yeah. Like like like, an actual, like, 
Yeah, yeah. Broom. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like, you guys want to be champions? You guys aren't going to be champions doing that <laughs> stuff? Funny. I guess they did something last week. Next up, we have Austin Aries. And Maybe it's funnier in my head. No, it, it was pretty funny. Next up, we have Austin Aries and Killer Cross uh, backstage interview. Uh, I This is my first introduction to Killer Cross, and he has a very sexual voice. He's just like, tonight we will take them and bend them limb from limb. The, 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 sexual, the, the, but that's sexual one. to you? Hey, man. It, I mean, whatever floats your boat, It's man. It's dominating, Whatever gets sure. your rocks off, man. Um, yeah, so they, just a little interview about their match tonight. Next up, we have an LAX vignette. As you know, we had an OG vignette earlier tonight. The Richie, you killed a kid. No, We're no, no. Calling the cops. <laughs> Richie is okay. Ellie, man. Ellie, hey, snitches get stitches. All right. LAX is. They're glad Richie's okay, but they're. They said they have a rule in LAX, and that's no family and no kids ever get and get struck by fire. Um, so it looks like the same. It looks like the same exact set from the OG's vignette, which it was. It was like backstage where they shoot all their vignettes. It's like in one room. There's a bunch of graffiti on everything, but. Eventually, Conan gets a phone call, and he says, okay, boss, I'll see you soon, just like King did. So I wonder what's going on there. They're being controlled by some higher power. Um, It's probably Vince McMahon, I'm guessing. Oh, 1,000%. Next up, we have Grado walking into the smoke show with Scarlett Bordeaux. This is like an interview show that Scarlett Bordeaux has. This is a really bad segment. I'll be honest. This is like over-sexualization to the max. Basically, Grado walks in with his. I mean, they're not PG. Remember that. So no, they're not. I, no, I, I completely get it. They walk in. Uh, Grado, Joe Hendry, who is his, like his best friend and his wife to be getting married. They walk into Scarlett Bordeaux's room, which like smokes coming through the ground, and she's whispering stuff into Grado's ear, and he's like shaking his water and like making it squirt out at times. Like, yeah. he's having an orgasm. I don't know if you got the visual visualization of that. Oh, I'm 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 closing my eyes as I'm like as you're describing. Yeah, this, the water and, uh, shooting out of the water bottle. Very very water. visceral. Um. So yeah, Ooh. it was pretty bad. Next up, we have another bad segment. So Rich Swan versus another bad segment. Rich Swan versus Petey Williams because this was a callback to the 2017 205 Live scene. This was just a cruiserweight cruiserweight matches that can be wrestled that are being wrestled with uh, wrestles. So it's just very the much very much the antithesis of what a, people expect out of a cruiserweight match. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Um, so eventually, um, t- 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 let's see. Swan misses a Phoenix Smash and it almost it lands on his knee. It looked pretty nasty. Like I don't know. I I worried for him for a minute. Eventually, standing shooting star press to or standing shooting star to Petey Williams. Rich Swan gets the win over Petey Williams. Next up, we have Rich Swan backstage and Matt Seidel telling him he'll help him open his third eye and get to that champion that he wants. And and somebody help! Somebody help! Moose. What happened? Moose is down. Moose is down. He's knocked I mean, out. I, maybe maybe this is a common occurrence with Moose, considering the fact that he had. He had a concussion right off that pay-per-view, and then like not too long after that concussion, he says he tweets out in his Twitter account CTE. What's that? That's uh, that's the concussion disease. Pro- uh, oh. oh, it's 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 a bad. It's oh. it's bad. It's oh. what Aaron Hernandez got. Oh 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 yeah. no. Yeah. So uh, so they're doing okay. So what are they? Moose doing is with down. Moose? Moose is knocked out, but he's five feet away from Matt Seidel and um and Rich Swan. So like I don't know how he got knocked out, and they didn't even notice anything. Like, they were literally like five feet away from each other. Um, next up, we have Austin Aries and Killer Cross versus Eddie Edwards. This is, I guess, a two-on-one handicap match at this point. 
Uh, Moose has to face, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Eddie Edwards has to face both men alone. Edwards looking good against both, uh, but against Austin Aries. Uh, Edwards goes, keeps going for a tag. Even though there's no Moose, Moose never came out. Moose was never there. Keeps going for a tag. And they keep, you know, telling him, he's reaching for a tag, but nobody's there. I, yeah, we know. There, there was nobody that even came out with him. Um, Blue Thunderbomb to Austin Aries. Pin broken up by Killer Cross. Missile Tope by Austin Aries. Match kicking into gear towards the end. But eventually, Moose comes out with a, his, uh, his head wrapped up, which I thought was pretty weird. That's super weird. Now, are they going to just have this whole concussion thing as a gimmick for him, as an angle? That seems super fucking tasteless. So uh, then it's Moose and Austin Aries in the ring. Austin Aries goes for a tag to Killer Cross. But Killer Cross jumps off the ring. He doesn't reach for the tag for and Austin Aries is flipping. What are you doing? What are you doing? That's when he turns around and sees Moose looking at him. But Moose turns around and spears Eddie Edwards. Moose, heel turn. Moose is now aligned with Killer Cross and Austin Aries. Oh no. Uh, Mrs. Edwards is ringside and slaps Moose across the face. That's when he holds up his fist and tells you better not slap me. And that was, was our first Impact review on the beach. Well, show. I'm all hot and bothered by it. You look pretty hot and bothered. I don't yeah, know if, if it's... That's, uh, that's, a, that's quite the hook for me to buy into whatever this company is now. Hey, man. Look, if, so look how, listen to how excited I am. Hey, man. Do you hear my excitement? Wow. Off the charts oh. excitement. Oh, yeah. Off oh. the charts excitement. Uh, but that was, that was 205 Live. That was NXT. That was... The B Show. That was Impact. That was Impact. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> that was Impact. But before we get out of here today, guys, you know, I got to do my usuals and give my birthday announcements. I wish a very happy birthday to a couple people today. Three uh, people, actually. August 31st. Let's go. Happy 30th birthday to one Ember Moon, born 1988. <laughs> Mickey James turns 30. She's only, she's 31. She's, she's 30. Oh, she's 30? Yeah. Man. Um, younger than a lot older than I expected. Mickey James turns 39 years old today, born in 1979. She is only 39. Exactly. That's cri- that's even crazier. And turning a crisp 41 years old, born in 1977, we wish a very happy birthday to one Jeffrey Hardy, the Enigma himself. You you keep you live your best life, Jeff. Yeah, you you do you, Jeff. Yeah. Don't hurt anyone. Don't hurt yourself, please. I too late, and uh, I guess uh, you know since I'm still working out how I'm going to introduce or tell people what shows to go out. I just don't want anyone to miss this. I know it's Friday, but or uh, it's Thursday or whatever day it is today. I mean, by the time you upload this, it's like yeah. wait a minute, that thing's in like thirty minutes. Yeah, you're right. Uh, sorry, Gold Rush Pro Wrestling and and Daily City. Yeah. Like I know them too. It sucks. I need to figure out how to do this. Anyways, guys or Michael, guys, what am I talking about? Let's get out of here. I am a guy. Let's get out of here. Thanks for noticing. For The B Show, I'm Corey Smith. And I'm Michael Vergara. And we will see you tomorrow morning for a new, new show. And I'm sure no wrestling event is happening tomorrow morning. With. Or tomorrow at any time at this point in any juncture. Like, what is happening? No, we're good for the weekend. That's no wrestling for the rest of the week, right? You like, full, honestly. You have a full day tomorrow. We have to, we have to be recording what, what, at 6 a.m. <laughs> we're recording at 6 a.m. We're going to get the show up by 8. And then we have all in. We have to review it. We have to do And then do a post show. And then do this. And this. And that, and that, and that. But, guys, tomorrow... New new show. We're gonna have predictions. Kind of a prediction pre-show. It's really j- okay. Since a not look. A because look at of in. what the shit that's happening this weekend, I'm 
I'm, I'm just going to let it all out there. Like, there's not a lot of news going on, considering the fact that All In is No, just, there's tons of news. Check out the news. There's news, news but they're not in the level of most weeks. Let's oh just say my that. God. We're it's, all just going to talk about I, I, th- I think they should check it out for themselves and decide how newsworthy it really was. Because You decide, yeah, check listeners. Out, but we will have an All In uh, a look at the show coming up. Yes. And a very, very deep investigation of what the hell just happened with that theme song. All right, guys. For the B-Show, City Wrestling Radio, we will see you later. Bye.